from the newsroom of South Coast Today. This is ST Speaks, a podcast diving deeper into the news of the day and covering hot-button issues that matter to you. You're listening to ST Speaks. This is the Courtside with Kurt podcast. I'm Standard Times digital editor Brendan Curie, and as always, I'm joined by longtime Courts and Cops reporter for the Standard Times, Kurt Brown. Thanks for being here, Kurt. Nice to be here, Brendan. Nice to see you. So today we are talking about the case of Gregory Ostaga. I think we did. We do a podcast on him I earlier. Believe I believe did. we did. We just do so many; it's hard to keep track. But uh, so, if you remember, if the name sounds familiar, he's a 50-year-old New Bedford man who originally had been arrested in May mm-hmm. uh, after witnesses reported seeing him strike his dog with a baseball bat. Uh, which he later said was because the animal ate his uh, Whopper sandwich. That is correct. So that, that, that's the memorable one. If you remember the, the Whopper sandwich story, th- mm-hmm. this is that one. And it has now uh, reared its head again. Yes, surprisingly. Uh, it was on the New Bedford Police Department log that he had arrested on a warrant. And I think this was Tuesday. So I got curious and uh, just found that. <clears throat> so I went to court. And then everything broke for me. Um, and doing the reporting for the story, uh, there was uh, a motion by the town of Dartmouth, which took the dog. Now, let's back up to, to May when he is charged with beating the dog. This happened in Dartmouth. And um, as part of the investigation, Dartmouth uh, took custody of the dog uh, all cities and towns have a uh, are required to have a contract where they uh, house um, dogs that are taken in stray dogs that are taken in perhaps this is there um, so uh, so it was originally brought to anchor animal house that's the right dog originally uh, which was in a harness and and uh, shaking according to the police report uh, following the uh, baseball bat attack, alleged baseball bat attack. So May turns into June, June turns into July, and we're at the time of this court hearing on Monday, we're approaching August. So the town of Dartmouth wants to uh, put the dog in foster care. So there's a motion before the court to uh, put the uh, dog in uh, foster care. It's a hearing. He's represented, uh, Mr. Ostergay is represented by a public defender, um, Judge Saber, who's the presiding justice of New Bedford District Court. Here's both sides. Uh, she decides that And he wants the dog back. So he wants the dog. Dartmouth wants to give it to a foster, and correct. he wants the dog back. That is correct. Um, uh, the case, the the animal cruelty case is still pending. It's only scheduled for a uh, pretrial hearing on August 16th. So Judge Saber decides that, uh, that he is not going to get the dog back because the charges are still pending. So you get, she gives Dartmouth permission to put the dog in the foster care. Um, and offered and him supervised visits? Or? She, uh, he apparently became upset in court, and she told him that... Since the matter is, since the criminal matter is still pending, the only way he can see the dog is on supervised visits. Had you ever heard of that before? Supervised never, visits with a dog. Uh, when it was relayed to me uh, in my reporting, it caused uh, a few chuckles. Yeah. So uh, he was none too pleased, though, he with his decision. He was not pleased at all. Uh, and I, 
according to court docs, uh, he phoned in a couple of phone messages to the probation department. Uh, there are indirect threats, but in this day and age, we, uh, society cannot take threats lightly. Uh, he mentions the possibility of biological weapons, uh, and he also mentions that you have been warned. Mm-hmm. Uh, this all happens Monday. Uh, the probation department contacts the Bedford police on Monday. The Bedford, department, the Bedford police come. Uh, they um, obtain a warrant against him, and he is picked up on Pope's Island uh, sometime in the early evening, late afternoon. Um, on Monday. On Monday, right. So it's all kind of went down in one day there, right? He, that is correct. He has a hearing in the morning, mm-hmm. gets upset. He called in uh, the threats a little after noon. I think it was 1218 you mm-hmm. had in your story. Uh, a couple of the quotes from there was he wanted to give the, water, the worker, quote, a heads up about biological warfare, mm-hmm. close quote. Uh, the message also says that not everything has to be, quote, flash and bang or bow and arrow or chemically induced, close quote. And that uh, the probation officer, open quote, has, uh, I'll change one word here, uh, crapped on his freedoms and that he has been warned, close quote. So uh, he used a four-letter word, though. Right. So the the key words in his threat to me is biological warfare Mm -hmm. and then warned. Uh, So the court acted very quickly. Um, He was brought in Tuesday, uh, the district attorney, in accordance to the authority that they have, requested a detention hearing for him, that the DA's office uh, wanted to, uh, wants to hold him for 120 days. Uh, Judge Barrett, who was on the bench at the time, approved the request. Uh, he issued a bail revocation warning, and he scheduled this for a dangerousness hearing on Friday, which is tomorrow um, Yep, we're recording this on Thursday afternoon. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's a couple of dangerousness hearings on Friday for local New Bedford court cases. It's and, true. Uh, goes back to what we talked about on a bail podcast uh, recently about how the increase in those as prosecutors get a little more dubious about the bails set by judges, right? That'd be fair to say. Um, that is correct. That the, the prosecutors are pr- uh, pursuing their options, and one of their options that they have is dangerousness hearings. Uh, um, I have been told that uh, New Bedford District Court, is, which uh, closes for the day at 4.30, many times has been open till four th- uh, four, uh, 5.30, 6 o'clock, as late as 7.30. I have been there when it's been open until as late as 5.30. Just uh, taking care of all these dangerous hearings. Just taking care of business, uh, including dangerous hearings, which uh, prolonged the day. So... Um, we have a dangerousness hearing on, on Friday. Um, and so at that point, he will either be remanded for those 120 days or he will be out on some level of bail. That is correct. Those are basically yeah. the two outcomes. It's a two-pronged finding that the judge has to uh, reach. One, she, he or she, the, whoever the judge is, has to determine that the person is dangerous. And then... Uh, if there are no other remedies that can ensure public safety, then he is he is to be detained for up to 120 days. 
And we should point out, as we went over in that uh, bail hearing podcast, that uh, the point of bail is not to be punitive. The point of bail is merely to ensure that the person shows up for their next court hearings uh, and is uh, really just a way of ensuring, like I said, ensuring that they show up uh, so they have a financial incentive to, I guess. That's correct. Now, ironically, when this case first broke, when he was first charged with... uh, uh, beating the dog, uh, animal cruelty is not one of the uh, crimes that qualify for the danger for a dangerousness hearing. But interesting. Uh, but the prosecutor said that if it did, this is back in May, that the district attorney's office would be seeking a dangerousness hearing at that time because the facts in the dog beating case were so egregious. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, but now yeah. this case is is a long way from being over. Uh, well, now there's two cases. Maybe, there's there, two yeah. cases, and there's still the issue of what happens to the dog. Talk the, about allegedly digging a hole, deeper hole for yourself. <laughs> oh, I'll say. Um, the uh, his defense attorney told me that. Um, there was a red spot on the cheek of the dog that looks like a, a rash from an injury. Uh, but it is inconclusive how the dog suffered that injury. Uh, the police, could have been self-inflicted or could have not been. Right? Could be. Right. And, um, the photos don't show any injury. The police photos, according to the defense attorney, uh, do not show any injuries to the dog. Now... Both sides look at the evidence differently. Both sides, I mean the prosecution and the defense attorney. Uh, So uh, whether he gets, whether he has any chance to get the dog back will depend on the, uh, what happens with the animal cruelty charge, which is scheduled for a a probable, a pretrial hearing on August 16th. So first up is his dangerous nearest hearing. Then he'll have his hearing on the animal cruelty case, uh, and then he'll probably be back in court on the uh, the threatening char- uh, crime. Was mm-hmm. it threats to commit a crime and intimidation of a witness? Is what he's been charged with that's in the most correct. recent. Yeah. So that that's the case of Gregory Ostagai, a fifty year old New Bedford man. As always, you can listen to this podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Omni, or. Uh, Google Play, wherever you get your podcast. If you do enjoy the podcast, please give us a nice little rating or a like. Uh, please subscribe. And you can always read Kurt's uh, thorough investigative reporting in the Standard Times print edition and on southcoasttoday.com. Thank you, Brendan. Thank you, listeners.